And we're back with another edition of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, and the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Just want to truly thank you so much for listening to all of our shows this year. But you know what? He is back again after a two-week hiatus. We were scouring the bars all over America, but we found him. We've dragged him out of the bars. Kicking and screaming, by the way. But he is back and strong nonetheless. He's a good man indeed. You got to check out oh, his not a show. Good man. <laughs> you're always a good man. You know me. I always think you're a good man. Unless TJ tells me. Uh, well, he might He might tell you for sure. Don't listen to the Lakers Fast Break podcast then. Because, yeah, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding. We always say nice things about you there. Yeah, Again, sure. it's Voice from the Underground, the podcast. You got to check it out today on every major podcast format where they cover pop culture, they cover sports, they cover politics, they cover cigars, and so much more. Three great guys, including Big Haas, also as well TJ Johnson, who also appears with me on the Lakers Fast Break podcast. And of course, this man right here, it is Jason Dutch. And Jason, welcome back, my friend. It's championship time, man. All the money's on the line. I know in my ESPN league, it's two weeks so it's over the course of two weeks. I don't know. Oh if that my fits God. For every... I hate that. I well, can't stand it, it sounds like it's not in every league. I've, I've no. I'm only in that ESPN leagues. Do I seem to go through two weeks? You know, usually it's just like one week type deals, but yeah, this is a two week scenario for me. I'm going in the championship game. I'm so excited, but I hope you've had a great season as well in fantasy football. You know, they do that in baseball too. And I, yeah, I hate that. but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I guess the idea is, is that the better team wins. What I find happening all too often is I lose. (laughs) Well, do you have any good championship memories from your past in fantasy football? Yeah. I mean, I was just talking. I mean, I'm in the finals in my league that I care about the most. Well, we all have that league that we care about the most. I've been in this league since 1999. Same guys with most of the same guys. And, um, you know, my like I said, my first ever quarterback in that league was Dan Marino. So my second ever quarterback was Troy Aikman. I had both of them as their careers ended. Troy's after one game, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'll never forget uh, a lot of those those days. Uh, we had um, I had one championship uh, in 2007. That was my first ever fantasy football championship of that mattered, like not from a free league on you know, Yahoo or whatever, but uh, the first one that I ever had that mattered. That year, I ended up having I had Ladania Tomlinson. I had Peyton Manning. I had three good receivers, so I don't recall who they were. I want to say like Rod Smith might have been one of them. I can't. I don't remember if that's accurate. But about five, six games in the season, I made it. Uh, Larry Johnson had get, gotten hurt, and he was on a different team. And the guy traded him to me, and he ended up missing a couple games. And then he came back, and he was Larry Johnson again. You remember Larry Johnson from the Chiefs? So I had Larry Johnson, Tomlinson, and Manning, and then whoever my receivers were. I don't. Like I said, I don't remember. I want to say maybe Ocho Cinco was one of them, but the um, uh, but that team was pretty good. And I went to the finals that year. And our our league has forever been a thousand dollars prize, right? It's always been a thousand dollars prize, hundred bucks a guy, ten guys, and thousand um, dollars. It's nine hundred fifty bucks to the to the first place, and fifty dollars to whoever wins the consolation tournament. Often we would do a split, right, for the money. You know, they get to, the the two people in the playoffs would get together and offer a split. I was playing a guy who had Tom Brady, 
Randy Moss. This was the year the Patriots went uh, undefeated, right, until the Super Bowl when Boss caught the ball on his head. And um, he had like four guys from the Patriots. And this guy had done this so many times. His name's Derek. He did it with the Rams, 01 Rams. I had the whole team. He did it with, uh, I think he did it some couple years ago, last year with the Chiefs. Uh, he, he just loves trying to do it. And every year, it backfires on him, right? He always ends up going to the Super Bowl and losing. So I, he offered me, I offered him, I was like, do you want to do the split? He's like, no, I'm going to smother you. I have all the Patriots, right? So guess what? Patriots had a down week. Uh, I think Brady only threw one touchdown pass. And um, I, th- I want to say that was Corey Dillon when he was the running back there. But, uh, but yeah, I won that, that league. So that was a great memory. And he's always regretted not, not splitting that with me because that was ended up being 450 bucks. So, um, you know, then I won in 2013, 2015. And now this year I'm in the finals and the team I'm playing, uh, is six and seven. I finished 10 and three and he barely sneak sneak snuck into the playoffs, but Yahoo right now is favoring him to be, to 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 beat my team of course he's got um russell wilson kelsey trying to think he just lost his receiver from tampa bay i'm sure he'll pick up perryman uh, because he's got the top waiver Uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute but he's got a pretty good team new england defense of course so i'm sure will kill but new england defense has brought a lot of teams this year into the championships that do not really deserve to be in the championships New England defense has been weird. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it, it has been, but they are number one for a reason. I've had San Francisco for most of the year. I made a quick change during the course of the playoffs for one week due to matchups, and it helped me tremendously. I'm actually get going into the playoffs right now, into the championship finals for the next two weeks, and I'm rolling. I'm telling you what, I'm scoring oh, it's higher 16, than anybody 17? else. Pardon? It's week 16, 17? That is correct. So ESPN is doing it a little bit differently than, again, so this is over the course of two weeks. And, in fact, I've been in the playoffs for two weeks now, and I'm just hoping for this kind of return I've had the past two weeks going forward. So I know there's other individuals listening out there that are also ready to make the changes or, or tweaks necessary. So what are your preparations that you look for doing, especially in such a monumental time, yeah, for me, I'm, I can go ahead and say, you know what, I can try some things in the first week, and if they don't work out, I can go back to what got me there in the second week. But with you, I know it's going to be an issue situation where it's a one-time only type deal. So what are the preparations you need to make in, in, in accordance to what you're doing with a one-time only, one-game only championship final for fantasy football? I get. I got asked this question by two people yesterday, and my answer is always the same. Go with who got you there. <laughs> N-S-Y-S. Never sit your studs in the playoffs. Barring weirdness. I mean, if you have, say, okay, uh, there's a guy that um, that has that's in a league that I'm in. He somehow managed to have Deshaun uh, Watson. And Lamar Jackson. So he's been starting Lamar Jackson every single week. He's going to start. He already said he's starting Watson next week because they're playing Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? So, I mean, outside of that, and I mean, like Watson is not a slouch by any stretch. Of the I have Watson. No, but he week. has been struggling. I've I've been able to win 
as my starting quarterback. I only popped in Drew Brees on one week and Aaron Rodgers on another, but I have them all on my roster. So I'm kind of like, you know, which one should I go with? But right now ESPN projects Deshaun Watson, because like you said, they're playing Tampa Bay as probably the highest scoring option still at this point in time. Yeah. I mean, and if he went with Lamar Jackson, what's the odds that he's going to do terribly. Right. But, but the, the Ravens, uh, probably are going to take their foot. I, I think it's possible that they take their foot off the accelerator slightly because it's almost impossible that they're not going to get a buy. Home field throughout, but I, I think that nine times out of ten, you got to go with your with your studs. So understandable, but also weather has to play in a factor as well because we are now at that point where weather can dictate some of these games, whether it's high wind or whether it's also as well some you know, things such as rain, snow, things of that nature. There has to be some sort of things that you have to plan out there. So please also check the weather reports because, yes, weather is a determining factor with some of these games, whether or not you'll see more running, where you see more passing and things of that nature. You know, go with your studs, like I said before. It, it's, you know, like are you, there's a couple of cases where you might, I'll give you an example. So this uh, upcoming week, I have I, I have a league where we don't, for the first time, we haven't started a tight end. We decided to vote tight end out this year in that same league we talked about. So we start uh, three wide receiver slash tight end, and then we have a flex, right? So technically, because PPR, you're going to start four wide receivers. So I have Tyreek Hill. I have Cortland Sutton. I have uh, Robert Woods. I have Adam Thielen, and I have uh, Kenny Galladay. I can only start four of those. So, you know, there'll be some mix and match there. You know, I, so it's kind of coming down to do I go with Woods or do I go with Thielen, right? But other th- typically I would go with Thielen over Woods, but Thielen just came back off injury, and Woods – just came off a crappy game. So, you know, in situations like that, you really want to play the matchups. When it comes to like Galladay, Thielen, and Woods, all three of those guys are this week really similar. I mean, obviously, Tyreek Hill is a, a no-brainer, and Cortland Sutton has a pretty uh, a decent matchup. Um, so it's it's going to come down to like playing the, playing the odds when it comes to those particular matchups. Um, I know a lot of people are going crazy over Perryman with uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, I know I'm going to be going against him next week, even though he's a free agent right now, because the other the guy I'm playing has uh, the top waiver, and he had um, was it Goodwin, uh, and um, yeah, Mike Evans is out as well. So you know, there's it's a no brainer that he's going to end up picking him up. Um, I kind of wish I would have held on to my uh, to my number one waiver. I had the number one waiver before, but I wasted it on David Johnson just because I was like, well, you know, I'm, I. I, I I could use a little bit of depth at running back, so I made the pick. Of course, how would I know that you know Tampa Bay was going to have three receivers get hurt? But nonetheless, you know those types of moves can be big. But I don't see Perryman getting three touch 115 yards and three touchdowns again next week, either. But it is going to be a high scoring game, so it's highly likely that he'll get in the 16 to 18 point range. So maybe I should have pulled pulled the block there. I mean, there's there's a lot of decent matchups this week. The Giants have uh, pretty good matchups. The Eagles-Cowboys game is going to be really interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of offense in that game. So if you have a player going uh, in that game, those two teams both 
are keep tripping over each other. Like it's it's it, this just a crazy year. Uh, I mean, who could foresee uh, San Francisco freaking losing to Atlanta? Who who that was my number fifteen confidence pool pick, right? And it's the only game I got wrong this week. <laughs> but I'm gonna lose because it's because because it, two replays. It's just ridiculous. So it's been an, it, it, this has been a fun and wild NFL season. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Once again, I'm speaking to Jason Dutch from The Voice from the Underground. You got to check out his awesome podcast today on every single major podcast outlet. I wanted to go ahead and talk to you about, before we get into the debate that you got on social media and almost got into fights with people about. We uh, did. There was fighting. I didn't see fighting. Uh, it was coming close to it. It was coming close to it. But uh, that's okay. a little bit later in, in, the, uh, in the show. I want to go ahead and talk to you now about Keeper Leagues because this is mm. something that Chris gave some advice on last week. But since you are actually in Keeper Leagues extensively, I want to hear your thoughts on the procedures and the mindset that you have in these keeper leagues going forward, because not only are you worried about the playoffs, your championship and things of that nature, but you also got to, you know, start looking into who you're going to retain for next season. What's the process you go through and what advice can you give for people in keeper leagues? You know, so it depends on where you're at, right? If you're eliminated, which is a good chance at this point in, in any keeper league worth its salt, you're not playing in the week 17. So that means there's only two teams out of however many teams are in the league that are left. So I, in my keeper league, I was eliminated. I didn't even make the playoffs. This was our first year. So we drafted this year and, you know, I had this terrible luck. No pun intended, Andrew, Um, you know, with, with guys that I had taken. So uh, Roethlisberger, you know, it was just a disaster. So because of the fact that I wasn't in the playoffs, I dropped my kicker. I dropped my defense. I dropped a couple like guys who had who were handcuffs like Bonifon from um, from the Panthers and uh, Jalen Samuels from the Steelers. And I just went through and I picked up, uh, you know, guys who were free agents. Um, Charles, actually, uh, uh, host Chuck B, who's been on this show. He actually, I think, saw what I was doing, and he went out and, and re-picked up uh, Andrew Luck, which kind of ticked me off because I was like, oh, I totally forgot. I should have gone and picked up Andrew Luck because there's a halfway decent chance that he decides to come back, and if he does, now he has him. So if you're in a keeper league and Andrew Luck is available, maybe not a bad idea to go pick up Andrew Luck. Um, but what you're looking for is you're looking for guys 
like that tight end from uh, Buffalo, Knox, um, guys who might be available, who are rookies or second-year players who have uh, opportunities to 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 ha- make some weight next year um, in, in your fantasy team. So I'll, I'll tell you a few of the guys that I picked up, and this would have been uh, in week 13, okay? So right after week 13 was over um, and, and the season ended, I went and I picked up uh, a few guys, and I'll tell you who they were so that you guys – so Hollister from Seattle, the tight end, I picked him up, which, you know, it's not really a sleeper, but, you know, he's got a chance, I think, to play next year. Picked up Nick Foles just because who knows? Quarterbacks are very valuable in keeper leagues. So you never know what if Nick Foles is going to – with Jacksonville or if he's going to sign – if he's going to get released and go somewhere else and they go with Gardner Minshew, who knows? But it's better to have him than let someone else have him. I picked up Mostert, which was a great deal because all was, ever since I picked him up, he's been starting. Um, probably shouldn't have been available. I picked up uh, Patrick Lard and Gaskin from the Dolphins because who knows what the hell is going to happen in Miami. But, you know, if it, I, I get to keep 15 guys, right? I picked up Preston Wilson. I picked up Andy Isabella. I picked up Russell Gage from Atlanta. So all those guys were not on my team during the season. None of them. I think Mostert I might have had earlier in the year when he was a waiver pickup, but I had subsequently dropped him. So, you know, are any of those guys going to win me a league? I don't know, but that's the thing. You know, there are guys who I think could have an impact next year, and as we finish out the playoffs and we finish out the Super Bowl and we get into, you know, OTAs and we see what happens with the free agency and we see what happens with the draft – keeper leagues you don't have to draft until after the draft right though usually you will draft early most keeper leagues draft first week of may in fact i think we draft on mother's day uh terrible sons so uh you know it's it's typically going to be around that time around mother's day when you're going to be drafting Uh, maybe the week before that maybe the week after depending on your league a lot can happen until then so how do you know that the 15 got you know the 15 guys or 12 guys, whatever it is that your league has that you're, that you're going to be keeping is going to be the guys that you're thinking it is now. Somebody could break their leg. You know, you could have some sort of tragedy, like a Daryl Kyle thing that takes, but you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you guy could get arrested. Stuff happens, right? You don't know what's going to happen, right? So have guys on your team that you think there's a possibility, like Andy Isabella, for example, is a great hold in Dynasty. He's probably available. He was a second round pick this year, right? So, and the guy's a speedster and he is, he gets like three snaps a game. But next year, he's going to be in his second year and, you know, we'll see what happens. He could be somebody that you cut or it could end up that he pulls the, the wide receiver, you know, the third wide receiver spot and somebody else gets hurt before the season starts and then he's getting drafted as a wide receiver too. You have no idea if that's going to happen or not right now. You know, how many years do you look at fantasy and the guys that you took this year, like look at Lamar Jackson, right? Probably going to be the MVP. We'll talk about that in a second. But Lamar Jackson is going to go number one, number two next year, not overall, but in the first or second round next year. I took Jared Goff before him for crying out loud, right? I would think it was like the seventh or eighth round. You have no idea. What's going to happen? Like Patrick Lindsay was a huge sleeper, undrafted in most leagues two years ago. 
and had a great year last year. And then this year he's done almost nothing. So he'll go back to, we, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. So it's, so plan ahead, throw your dart, you know, look at who was maybe projected to be a, a, a good draft pick this year, but definitely stick with rookies and first year players. So one in their first or second year right now, I wouldn't go really too much further than that. I mean, picking up a guy like Brian Scott or something like that is his fourth year in the league. And, He's a journeyman, but my, that's not going to do anything for you next year. He'll be a backup somewhere. So, you know, it's, yeah, he might be a pickup during the year, but we'll worry about that during the year. You're looking for guys that can start or that you can use as trade commodities because right before that draft, there's going to be an opportunity to trade a lot of people. There's going to be people who have really good teams that are very thin. You know, I've got a one team in that league, and I get to keep rambling here, but I've got one team in that league who's just dynamite. He's got Diggs. He's got McCaffrey. He's got Mahomes. He's got Lamar Jackson. He's got one or two decent wide receivers. And after that, he has absolutely zero. Right? So his team's really good. He just, I think he just lost this week, but he was probably, I think he went 10 and two. So really good team, strong team, going to be good to him for a long time, but he's super thin. Right? So the, he, there's a guy that you can make a trade with. He maybe want to pick up some depth because some depth because he doesn't want to keep the Saints defense as one of his 15 keepers. He would rather trade something off, maybe give you a fifth or sixth round pick uh, for one of the guys that you would subsequently have dropped because you had the foresight to pick him up. So this is super huge time. And um, because right now you can pick people up after the Super Bowl, real life Super Bowl, then you go into a dead period, depending on your league. So play smart. Sound advice indeed for anyone out there in a keeper league. Hope you go ahead and, and are able to go and, Focus in on what you need to retain long-term and and much success to you, not only this season, whatever is left of it for you, but next season as well. Right. Last thing we were going to do as far as before we head on out, and we're going to talk about the thing that almost broke social media, at least on your Facebook page, I should say. <laughs> and that was the debate as far as, you know, who trending is Trending with nine today. people. Yeah, trending <laughs> with nine people. Uh, MVP. McCaffrey yeah. versus Jackson. Now, this is not a debate. Well, in fact, people were bringing a debate as far as regular NFL MVP. I don't think there's any you know, choice at all. I think Lamar Jackson is the NFL MVP going away. I think he already has it stuffed in his car because he already deserves it. He's had a tremendous season, and he is the reason why the Baltimore Ravens are where they are, whereas McCaffrey, he, you know, Great season all around, performance and things of that nature, both running and receiving. But still, he's not you know, the, the end result. It's like the Mike Trout of football. Okay, yeah, you, you did so great, but I Let's love not Mike go Trout. That far yet. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Trout, I'm, I love him to death, but you know, does he really deserve MVP each and every time? It's hard to say because you're not on a winning team. And the same thing goes for here. Carolina Panthers, not a winning team. Yeah. 45, their coach. Yeah, just not enough for me. River now, boat, Ronnie. Well, I'll tell you what. Ronnie uh, Rivera. Yeah, there you go. Riverboat, Ronnie Rivera. But also from a fantasy perspective, who is more valuable and who is ultimately the fantasy MVP? I am still going to go off of the numbers that he provided for me, or not provided for me, but he provided for the ESPN leagues. And that is, I'm going to probably go with Lamar Jackson once again because he was just truly head and shoulders above the rest. 
Okay, so I disagree with you on fantasy MVP. Fantasy MVP is Christian McCaffrey. Top to bottom, all day, done. It's uh, That is not to say that <laughs> Lamar Jackson was a slouch in any way, but the delta between Jackson's normal point output at quarterback and second, third, and fourth place is minimal compared to that of McCaffrey and second, third, and fourth place with running backs. McCaffrey has scored over 30 points in, in PPR. I want to th- say, I counted this up earlier, uh, 13 times over 20 points in my in my league, which was PPR, and still has a week left, right? And that includes a bye week, by the way. When he, and then he had one week where he had 17 points, which he almost made 20, and the other week he had a bye week, and the other week he had seven, which was week two, right? Which is distant memory. So he's had over 30, I want to say four times, possibly five. And he's had over 40 once. That's ridiculous. Who is second place with running backs? I bet you can't even guess, right? It, it's, it's, well, I'm going to say Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook is, you guess correctly. But, Del, but the delta there is Delvin Cook has like eight games over 20 points. And he's missed a couple games with injury. You know, it's and Delvin Cook is a great talent, and you did a, made a great. And like I said, this guy in my other league's got both of those guys, right? So, uh, and still they make the finals. But, um, but the 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 thing is, is that I just don't see how you can go with a um, Lamar Jack. That it's the difference is just ridiculous. And now in in real life, um, and the thing with fantasy is it's pretend, right? So who cares? But the um, you know, usually in fantasy, it ends up being a running back. You know, that like Tomlinson's, your Priest Holmes, is, and you, if you've been playing this game for a long time, you know, like I have, I go back to Marshall Falk. Like the Marshall Falk was the first McCaffrey. We we used to have this saying. There's a bad word. It's four four letter word starts with F, right? Everybody knows what it is. So people say, oh, I I, you know, I got F'd. Well, we used to call it getting falked, right? F-A-U-L-K-E-D for Marshall Falk. You, I, I got falked this week um, when you ever, whenever you went against Falk. And we've kept that term forever. I've got, I got a falking. McCaffrey's been giving out falkings like there's no tomorrow. And he's just, he, I mean, he registered his place up this year with, uh, with Tomlinson, with Priest Holmes, with Larry Johnson, with... Uh, um, I almost said Alonzo Morning, <laughs> Larry Johnson, and Alonzo Morning. This other Larry Johnson, but you know the um, going back to Charlotte Hornet days. Yeah, I almost said Alonzo Morning. Uh, great seasons at running back for Alonzo Morning, but um, you know there's these are the guys who you know were just like the the no brainers um, at, at you know Terrell Terrell Davis. You know these types of guys who uh, just were amazing football players and amazing fantasy football players. And, you know, there's one or two per year. Like, you look at guys like Jamal Charles. Like, Jamal Charles was that guy for, like, one year, maybe two. You know, some of these guys did it for five, six, seven years. So that's that's pretty outstanding. But, yeah, McCaffrey's moved into that conversation. The, the real interesting thought, though, is going to be where does uh, Saquon Barkley go next year? 
Um, that's going to be something very interesting to talk about as the season gets gets closer because he has not lived up to his number one overall pick status. Uh, but uh, as far as regular real life MVP goes, I think it's closer than a lot of people have uh, have it. I think McCaffrey has to get serious consideration. Um, if you would have asked me this question three weeks ago, I still would have said McCaffrey. I've been saying McCaffrey all year. It's on tape over and over and over again. I said it was over. I've changed my mind. Lamar Jackson is the MVP, but it's still close. Like I think that McCaffrey should get some votes. Now the conversation came up on Facebook uh, because Voice from the Underground we deal with a lot of social issues and stuff like that. As to if McCaffrey wins, is it because of his skin color? And that is a really interesting question. What I think the NFL will do though is they won't be able to decide, so let's give it to Tom Brady. <laughs> when in doubt, huh? Yeah, when in doubt, just give it to Tom Brady, right? That's because that's because they'll have, they will have filmed all of the games from the Baltimore Ravens, and also as well they would have filmed also all the games from Carolina, you know, on the sidelines illegally. Yep. They've already got the. They've already watched Star Wars: uh, The Return of Skywalker, The Rise of Skywalker. They've seen it already. They yep. get all the film early. Exactly. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens there if McCaffrey does happen to win. Now, personally, I think if he wins it, it's deserved. I think it should be Lamar Jackson. But I wouldn't like cause a fit if it's McCaffrey. I've been saying McCaffrey since like week four. The NFL likes team guys. There's people who say, well, they'll give it to Russell Wilson instead of Lamar Jackson because he's more of a team player. You know, the NFL screwed up with Lamar Jackson. They thought he was going to be a wide receiver. Suck it up, give the guy the MVP, right? But I, I do wonder deeply what would happen here. So it's um, it's it's really, really interesting uh, thought to have. Well, you could talk me into the fantasy MVP as far as Christian McCaffrey. You could talk me into that, but there's no way you could talk me into the real life NFL MVP. Is it just it's because of where? Close. Is it just it's because of where the teams are? It's yeah. I mean, you're when you're on a team and you're last in your division, it doesn't matter how good your season's having. You're last in your division. You're MVP of a last place division team. 1987, Andre Dawson. Again, still, you're in last place. That should not happen. I mean, yeah. I've told you, I love the Anaheim Angels, right. Mike Trout. I appreciate him as as what he is, but MVP, I can't make him MVP on a team where the, when the team is not competitive. You know, I know his war. I understand how huge it is. I understand, he, you know, all the things that he does and all the things that he brings, but when he is one man still as part of a 25-man team, and no matter how valuable he is to the Angels, when your Angels are only, you know, not even getting to 500, that tells you something. There's just really no way they can, they should be giving him that trophy. Lamar Jackson, right. same thing, 12-2. and two. I mean, first place, you know, in the conference. And without, and without great receivers. Exactly. And I'm just telling you right now, he deserves it. He's done a tremendous job. He's given everything to the Baltimore Ravens way above any expectations. Like you said, late first round draft pick, they were going to convert him to a wide receiver. So much said about maybe even a running back and all that. But you know what? He's overcome all those those premonitions people had and he's excelled. 
you know, just the numbers are there and they all back it up and it all points to her. And it's not, to me, it's not even close as far as regular NFL MVP in Lamar Jackson. You know, it, here's, here's the thing you got to look at. If it had happened, Lamar Jackson came out in similar scrutiny to Tim Tebow, right? If it was Tim Tebow who had put up these numbers in his first year or second year and led the Broncos to an 11-2 record with these types of numbers, Tim Tebow would be, they'd carve his name on the MVP trophy and give it to him the next year also just for the hell of it, right? So it's like, so yeah, you have to give it. In my in my opinion, it is Lamar Lamar Jackson. Good for Lamar Jackson. All I'm saying is is that McCaffrey has had an amazing season. And I and 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 one thing that I will say about the MVP award, and this goes for all sports. Okay, I don't understand why it has to be for a good team. So if you're like, is it the most valuable player in the league? Or is it the the best player on the on a good team? You know, like it's it's supposed to be you're the most valuable guy to have in the sport. So if you took you off of any team and put you on another team, you'd be the most valuable guy on that team. Well, right? if you took Lamar Jackson off the Baltimore Ravens right now, they would not be twelve and two. I can guarantee you that. I I, I agree with you, but if you put Lamar Jackson on the Packers, are they sitting Aaron Rodgers? If you take Christian McCaffrey off the team, how much worse does it get? Probably one win. But you also have to remember Christian McCaffrey had uh, has not had his starting quarterback all year either. So, you know, Cam Newton did get hurt. So, you know, and that team has, has had some issues in, with the wide receiver corps as well. Samuel has not turned out to be the player that he was. That defense was supposed to be a lot better. Now, a lot of McCaffrey's uh, yardage have come in, in garbage time, but one of the things with McCaffrey is that McCaffrey is one of the few backs in the league who is not only the first down back, but he's also the third down back, right? So he's kept, he's getting, like if you look at the Colts, you got Marlon Mack, who's a, a good running back, but every single week, Marlon Mack might get you 15, 16 points. And then you look at Nakeem Hines, well, he's going to get you eight or nine points also, right? Because he's the third down back. McCaffrey plays both of those roles. So essentially he's play, he's playing the role of two players. So I, I would totally, I totally see a path for Christian McCaffrey. You know, it's, and Saquon Barkley, you could say the same thing about Saquon Barkley if he was doing well, because he's the same, you know, he's also really the only other running back who's playing um, both roles. I, Kamara has, as it turns out, has not, played that role this year um you know maybe Fortnette to it to a slight degree has played both roles but you know obviously hasn't had the the season so but but again as far as mvps go i've always shook my head at mvp awards throughout all through all four of the major sports as to what the award really is because if you're the best player in 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 the game you should you should be the most valuable player Put Christian McCaffrey on any team in the NFL, and he's probably starting at running back. I can't even think of what maybe would they maybe sit him over Barkley. I don't know. I, I can't say that. I can't really say for sure. But I guarantee you, if he was on the Patriots, they're not sitting Tom Brady. I guarantee you, if he's on the Packers, they're not sitting Aaron Rodgers. I guarantee you, if he's on the the um, 
the Texans, they're not sitting Deshaun Watson. You know, so it's it, you have to look at it in that particular perspective. Is not that doesn't mean should they? That means would they? So you know, it's it's a really deep conversation. So I almost think there should be two different awards. There should be an award for best player in the game, and and then maybe an MVP, you know, for a team that is, you know, this that, that has become the MVP award that we're looking at. Where and it doesn't matter, baseball, basketball, football, hockey. It always seems that they want to pick and ho- hockey. They call it the what is it, the Smythe or whatever award I forget the trophy. The they don't call it the MVP, but um, but it's the same thing. They always pick. Alex Ochevskin or somebody like that, you know, Steve Eiserman, who's because they were on a good team, even though somebody like maybe Ronick might have had a better season, but he happened to be playing for a lowly Blackhawks team that year. So, you know, it's or like guys like Eric Lindros, you know, who had good years, but, uh, you know, they would give it to a, a player who was on a better team. Um, like Matt Sudin, I think, won the MVP one year in hockey, and he wasn't even by far the best player in the league. He just happened to be the best player on the best team. So, you know, it all, it really begs the question as to do we need to look again at these awards and see if maybe we shouldn't find room for another award that is that that is a little bit more clearly defined. I don't know. But that's a completely different conversation <laughs> there. So Well, all right. It's been a great conversation though, indeed, right here on Inside Sports Fantasy. It's just been me ranting. That hasn't been a conversation at all. No worries, no worries. But I'm I'm glad to hear your thoughts. If you have thoughts out there on the decision between McCaffrey versus Jackson for either fantasy football MVP or the regular NFL MVP, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Is fantasy football at yahoo.com or at inside sports ff on Twitter. That's isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or at Inside Sports FF on Twitter. If you have questions for us, lineup changes, waiver thoughts as far as it's concerned, anything else to help you in those championship games, either whether you have a two-week or a one-week championship game coming up, we wish you the best of luck on mm-hmm. that as well. And I'll tell you what, before we head on out, Jason, I want to ask you real quick, what's going on with everything at The Voice from the Underground? And, and real quick, congratulations to you if you picked up Kenyon Drake and he put you in the finals. There you go. Who would have seen that coming? For yeah, I know, I know. So, boys from the underground, we're three guys talking politics and pop culture. So, we talked a little bit about impeachment last week. We usually have a cigar review. Well, what we usually do is we'll pick and we're and we're going to change the show a little. Excuse me, a little bit up um, for next year. We've got one more show upcoming this Wednesday. We'll be recording it, and then we're going to take a break for the holidays. But um, what we're going to do mostly, I think, next year is we're going to pick a movie. We've done this a bunch of times, but we, we're going to start doing it at least every other show. Um, we're going to pick a movie. The first movie we're going to do is Blazing Saddles in 2020. And the, the movie will usually have some, some cultural impact. And what we do is we kind of look at that movie, give a review on it, and then juxtapose that with what we see in our society today. And what issues are still relevant? Which ones aren't? Which ones? What social stereotypes are there? Are you know? We've done Crash. Uh, we've done Zootopia. We've done a lot of cool movies. So, um, it's it's a good podcast, uh, and you know you should check it out. You should subscribe, rate, and uh, the second best podcast of the guys on this show. Well, the first one hopefully will be 
Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But again, that's Voice from the Underground. You got to check it out today. And also, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, if you get a chance and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we truly hope that you'll give us a five-star review. Once again, that's a five-star review to give us a little bit more, I guess, uh, you know, highlight as far as to anybody out there looking for a fantasy football podcast to go ahead and make it more visible to people all over the world. We truly thank you if you do for taking the time. And you can also send your comments and questions through a five-star review as well. All right, my friend, it's been great talking to you. I want to wish you luck with your championship game coming up. I know I'm real excited for my two-week championship game as well. Part two coming up will also include Chris Sardieri. He's going to come up for the second part of this conversation when concerns championship game and fantasy football, all that great stuff going on. Also, I want to give a big thank you to our listeners out at the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network. Can't thank them enough for being a part of the show. And to everyone out there, if you're in the middle of the championship fight or the playoffs, want to go ahead and wish you the best of luck right here from all of us, including Jason Dutch and myself, Gerald Glassford, right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. <laughs>